You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Well, as you know, the international break isn't just for the senior national teams. Olympic age group teams are also gathering as they prepare for the Paris Olympics coming up in 2024. And the U.S. U23 team is one of those teams, and the Americans have convened a roster which does have plenty of notable names on it. Paxton Aronson, Taylor Booth, John Tolkien, Benjamin Kramaski, amongst the more intriguing prospects in uh, Marco Mitrovic's team. The U.S. under-23 team faces Mexico today and Japan on Tuesday, so a couple of interesting games coming up um, for them. Let's focusing on some of those under 23 names that really do stand out. I think John Tolkien is one of them. It's been a kind of like a, a quick rise for him, right, since signing a homegrown contract, uh, what, January 2020, I think that was. What do we like about him as a player? He's, uh, John Tolkien is, um, he's like a little whirling dervish out there. Um, he's very, he's small. He's not prepared for that. Jamai, Jamai. He's, he's, he's small in stature, uh, but on the left-hand side, he's, his work rate is, he's everywhere. If you watch him in a, in a match and you kind of follow him, like he is just literally everywhere. And he's so young, um, but back in 2021, I think he was named Red Bull's Defender of the Year. I mean, like he's just, he's one of these guys where he kind of defies his age. Age, um, in terms of just the the confidence that he brings, mm-hmm. he's also we've had him on the show before, and he he's just a unique cat, you know. Like he he's one of the, he loves to change his hair. Mm. He's got this kind of swagger that it, it's just kind of surprising for a guy who is who's as young as he is, and for for him. He has gotten a senior uh, call it before, and so for a guy like him and a guy for a guy like Gianluca Busio. I think this this is an opportunity with this U23 camp to kind of establish themselves as the guys because they both have those senior caps mm-hmm. under their, their belts. And so it's like, not that this is a, I don't want to say that it's a step down to be on the U23s, but it's also, it's just, it's an opportunity for them to kind of say like, we're going to be the guys here. And John Tolkien is one of those players that he he has that kind of confidence and he has that ability uh, to, to take that on. And I'm excited to see what, he's going to do here because I kind of see him emerging from this. And then that only leads to perhaps more caps with the the senior team. What about a move to Europe as well? Do you think that's something that's on the cards of him? There's been rumors. There's definitely been rumors. And so this is, that's, that's a showcase, you know, like these type of competitions, these, these moments, these are massive, massively important for guys that have those European ambitions. Mm -hmm. And the rumors have been circulating with John. I I think he fits these two categories where he's pretty steady defensively. I think he does his defensive response really well, but there's an unpredictability about him going forward. Um, I don't know what the word is that you Whirling use. Whirling Dervish. Yeah, he has, like, he can play inside, he can play outside, he can occupy different channels of the field, which can he take that unpredictability and where he shows up 
and also be the final passer if he is going to mm-hmm. play the outside back position going forward. That is the next level to his game that I think is going to be important if he does want to move to Europe. Um, but I, I do feel like against this competition, Mexico and Japan, that, that those really two are those are two good um, areas where if he steps up in these games, eyeballs are going to be looking at him to say, hmm, we got to keep our eye on this kid because he's doing something special. Mm. Yeah, I think taking a look at the way Red Bull want to play, you get a sense as to how sort of versatile he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposed to be a left back, but we've seen clips of him being forward. We've seen a chances where, you know, how Rebel want to play and sort of, you know, total football might not be exactly it. It's more of a gag-impressing style. But if you're in the midfield now and someone's okay. covering your spot, now you're in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It's not just whirling dervish around here. We also know gag-impressing. Uh, <laughs> if, if he has an opportunity... You could just say counter-pressing. You no, could. Gag-impressing. But I want to show him a little German, you know. Uh, if there's opportunities for him to get forward, he will. Yeah. He's still exactly. he's still influential when he gets up there, which is yeah. something that I think is exactly how the senior team wants to play. So, look, he's had those senior team call-ups. I don't necessarily think he's shown out, at mm-hmm. least not to the level of quality we've seen him. So maybe, while not a step down, maybe I think these U23s, for me, are a moment to say, boss it. Mm-hmm. Show me you're that guy who deserves to get that shot moving up. And I think, for me, Jamai is exactly that type of player, which I think Show me you're that guy that deserves to call, call it back to the senior squad. So on that note, what about Gianluca Busio? Because, uh, you know, obviously has kind of been like an up and down time for yeah. him, right, in terms of the, the club and the domestic scene. He get the Venezia break the transfer record to sign him. Then the season after they go down, then his form is wavering. Do, do you think he's a guy that is going to make an impact in, at the senior level at, at some point? Is that coming for him? I is he on the so. right trajectory? He needs it. Uh, you, we all have that friend who hasn't dated for a while and they got a date coming. <laughs> up and you're like, bro, I hope this That was me. I know. We were just saying, yo, Kate needs this. You know what I mean? Out, somebody, please. I hope this dude is nice and sweet and pays for the drink because he needs it. I think he needs this. You know, like, we're all pulling for him because... We, we know, we've seen his quality from a young age in, at Sporting Kansas City, getting the chance to move to Europe, g- getting relegated with the team, starting to get more minutes, 633 minutes on the season. Is he influential? 86% passing. He likes to sort of, he wants to make that final pass. Mm-hmm. We've all seen him show those qualities. But again, this is a player who, unfortunately, the last time he got a chance to perform, did not put it all together. He had a decent gold cup. Though. He did. He Decent. had it. He and and I and I feel like that was a huge step forward for him because he got his first his first uh, international goals, and he's a confidence guy. We had him on the show and he talked about how how that difficult period and I think his confidence was very mm-hmm. low. You know, when you fall out of favor with the the head coach of the U.S. men's national team, you know that that's a blow. And so he's kind of had to work his way back. And he talked to Charlie about kind of being in that mm-hmm. position. And he seems to be. He's starting to score now for Venezia. Mm-hmm. He had a goal over the weekend. Um, he he's so skillful like all the potential is there I think sometimes he gets he's he's he can get muscled off the ball you know sometimes you want him to be a little bit more aggressive in in challenges but he can still find those like lane splitting passes I mean the the skill is there and so I'm he's one I'm rooting for him like I'm I really want this to be a big window for him before you start him because I do want us to be able to touch on Duncan McGuire as well because he's one of those places that's new to this got got a U.S. call up what do you like about him I I like that he's a little raw that (laughs) he sees things differently as a center forward his runs off the ball are a little bit more instinctual um, and I think that's the reason why he has 11 goals and I think four assists on the season three assists on the season he he plays that target forward differently than I think we've seen some players for um, youth national teams play 
so he's a big presence. He has good instincts within the box, good little short runs to be in the right spot. I think this is going to be a really interesting moment to see him at an international level so with excited. the 23s. Uh, he does uh, just even that little sneaky run behind the back shoulder mm-hmm. of a defender. I think those are the things that McGuire reads that not all nines have the instinct to do. Yeah. So he's come into MLS from Creighton in his rookie year and slowly progressed and gained confidence. And this back half of the season has been absolutely incredible for I mean, McGuire. Orlando is in second place in the East right now. And uh, he... He has been a huge, huge look at look at the, some of the numbers, and yeah. I I, I want to point this out too because I think this is important. Six overall pick in the 2023 MLS draft. It is so rare that mm-hmm. you see an an actual draft pick have this kind of impact on a team. It doesn't really happen. And ironically, Orlando has done an yeah. incredible job of finding Poppy. finding talent in the draft. It just doesn't happen typically. They mm-hmm. kind of maybe they'll make maybe they'll make the first team roster, but then usually you kind of see them either go down to the second team or, or get some minutes in in mm-hmm. USL. But when you look at Duncan McGuire, Kyle Laren, Daryl yeah. Dike. These yeah. are all these yeah. are all guys who were able to have immediate impacts on their club. And Duncan McGuire, this is just such a, a huge opportunity for him because he has been outside of that that U.S. conversation. And I'm really really excited for him because yeah. his his movement as a striker is so instinctual and so yeah. so good. And it's progressing. Yeah. I think one of the things that stood out to me: 11 goals. The other other two people that have 11 goals on the season: Tiago Almada and Carlos Hill. <laughs> Pretty good players in MLS. I'm not saying those players are like for like. No, but they're not. I think that it, what's interesting is he has set himself in the conversation with those players who yeah. have been in MLS, who have played in World Cups, who have won that. Like, this is a really interesting player that we should keep our eye on. And hopefully it's a continuing progression because yeah. that's what he needs right now. Homie drank his milk growing up because that's a beefy dude. He was my, he's my vote for <laughs> MLS uh, Young player of the year. It's not rookie of the mm. year anymore. Yeah, but I, I voted for Duncan. Yeah. Very nice. I like it. Good, good Ooh, choice. Okay. Uh, all right, listen, we're going to go to a very quick break. Nico Cantor is going to be back with the headline. So nice we asked him to do it twice. He's coming <laughs> back. We'll be back in Will just a second. Will he have his mate? <laughs> the energy, I think, is going to be there. <laughs> it's only a kick, a jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Shakhtar have become a metaphor for the struggle of Ukrainians. Donetsk is occupied territory and there's a battle line between them and many of their loved ones. This is our duty and football never stop. Football must go on.
You know, there is just a mountain of content right here at Paramount Plus for you, including the latest in our series of documentaries, Football Must Go On, which focuses on the Ukrainian club Shakhtar Donetsk and their journey to play in UEFA Champions League last season uh, was what you were just seeing there, a clip of, and it's incredible content. Football Must Go On is now available for you on Paramount Plus. Uh, make sure you check it out. It's, it's so good. It's so moving. It's so impactful. Um, obviously, one of the players who is featured in that is Mikhailo Mudrik, who is now at Chelsea. I, I guess just interested in your thoughts on him and how that transi transition excuse me, has gone for him since moving to Chelsea. I mean, look, as an Arsenal supporter, I sometimes feel like we dodged a bullet. Uh, thank you, Tarboli, for overspending wow. on him. Um, but I, look, the, the, it's, he's, a young, he's a young player coming from a war-torn uh, war country, which you could watch on, on uh, the show, uh, The Football Must Go On. Um, to me, it seems like he's one of those players that needs – to be to get maybe his handheld. Also, you forget. I mean, a player playing in the Ukrainian league, really not getting that many starts. He was playing under Deserbi, who's now one uh, now the coach of Brighton. And we've seen players on the left hand side shine for Deserbi. Mitoma is another one who looks absolutely incredible. It seems to me like as of right now, he would benefit from being back in a system like that, something that plays to his strengths versus expecting so much from him, yeah. which he's shown time and time again is not. He's not able to deliver just yet. Did you see that picture on social media of, of his shin pads where it said "can't, can't, can't, can"? Mm. Like he had written on them. Like he he was so I, I think trying to convince himself that he he can still be the player that he was. Mm. I just thought it was a really interesting thing and insight into how it's difficult to be a pro footballer with right. so much expectation on you at that club and going through what I, he is going that's through. That's the thing for me, the human level yeah. of all of this. Yeah. I mean, living in London, you must feel so far away from what is actually happening at your home. And and I think managing that would be really difficult, especially for a guy who's probably feeling the weight of the world in terms of the pressure that he's under to perform. Yeah. Um, so I think about that, and that just that's one that really tugs at my, at my heartstrings, because mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, best of luck to him. Not from Alexis, apparently, but from the rest of us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. <laughs> Nico, what you got? Headlines. Yeah, best of luck to Muja. Come on, Alexis. What is this? No, to be honest, no, no. I, I think it's, it's, there's two different things. There's the personal side of him fleeing <laughs> a war to yeah. Ukraine, and then there's, there's the professional side, and he's severely been underwhelming. Thank you for getting my back, yeah, dude. I, yeah. I, I, Kate I threw me under that bus. Easy. <laughs> yeah. By the he way, the, the starting goalkeeper of that team, he's now at Benfica. So he's uh, mm. moving on up. After Vlahodimos moved on from Benfica, mm. they went to Shakhtar and, and, and got Anatoly Trubin. So... You know the headlines are scripted, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 let's get into them. <laughs> oh, this is Nico Nellis all of a sudden. No, the, yeah, this is me. Yeah, this Nico, me your right. segment's coming up. Okay, bring it. Yeah, bring it let's Nico. move it on over to the headlines because in England, Wayne Rooney has been named as the new manager of Birmingham City and he replaces former manager John Eustace despite a pretty impressive start to the season. But listen, the 37-year-old former England captain left his head coaching role on Saturday night and now returns to English football's second tier where he managed Derby County. This was your guys' moment to like take shots at me, me that I correct everybody's pronunciation and I said Derby County, but... We was, love you, Nico. I, I, I tune out. I would never Nico captain somebody. <laughs> yeah, we don't throw you under the bus. <laughs> he was at, at Derby County between 2020 and 2020. 
2022. Rooney signs a three and a half year contract with the club and will be assisted by Ashley Cole, John O'Shea, Carl Robinson, and Pete Shuttleworth. All right, from one managerial appointment to another, Diego Alonso has been named as Sevilla's new manager on a deal until the end of the season, replacing Jorge Luis Mendilibar. Despite winning the Europa League last season with Mendilibar, the Spanish club have struggled to start the season sitting in 14th place in La Liga. The 48-year-old Uruguayan left the Uruguay national team after an underwhelming World Cup. But let's remember that Diego Alonso, among his handful of honors, boasts two CONCACAF Champions Leagues and a Liga MX title. In UEFA news, Israel's Euro qualifier against Switzerland will be played on Wednesday, November 15th. The match was scheduled to be played in Tel Aviv on Thursday, but was postponed due to the ongoing situation in the country. UEFA has confirmed the new date for the fixture, but has yet to announce a venue. European football's governing body announced on Saturday that it was suspending all matches due to be played in Israel and said it will continue to monitor the situation. Let's keep an eye out also on the Europa League and in the Europa Conference League for Maccabi Haifa and Maccabi Tel Aviv. All right, moving it on over to France. Bayern Munich's defender Dayo Upamecano has been ruled out for several weeks with a left hamstring injury. Upamecano is the latest injury to France's squad after Jules Koundé, William Saliba and Axel Disassi were forced to also withdraw due to injuries. The goal now for the Bayern centre-back is to hopefully be match fit for Der Klassiker against Borussia Dortmund on November 4th. How's my uh, German pronunciation, Kate? Ah, good. <laughs> that's, that's my extent of my judgment. All right, staying in, <laughs> staying in international football, England center back Harry Maguire has revealed how a personal phone call from nonetheless David Beckham helped him cope with abuse from supporters, which at times has been so bad that his family have stayed away from games. The David Beckham Netflix documentary re- revealed the amount of abuse him and his family has endured, Beckham has endured, especially early in his career. Kate, you saw the mm. Beckham documentary yeah, already, did, right? Yeah, So we talked a little bit about that abuse in, in 1998. Do you think it was just as bad? And, and do you think maybe a word from, from Beckham to Harry Maguire can help out the, the England international? You know what's funny is watching the Beckham documentary, I was reminded of, of the level of abuse that David Beckham was exposed to. Because I think maybe as well as a United fan, we were always in, in his corner. So it was kind of slightly different the way I lived that. But also it, it switched to such an extent and he became so loved that you you kind of forgot what had preceded that. But to, to see how, how that affected their family, him on a personal level and and the toll that that took on him. Yeah, I can imagine so, because what Harry Maguire has been exposed to is Brutal, guy. Like yeah. brutal. Is it on the same level as the the Beckham hate that he experienced? No, I don't think so because okay. he doesn't have the pop, like the pop culture icon yeah. status that David Beckham had, right? So he's not headline. He's not front. He's the back pages of the newspaper because mm-hmm. it's sports. He's not front page news. So I don't think it's at that level. But I do think what's maybe different is social media, right? Yeah. So That's you know, you don't want to. If you're Harry Maguire, you don't want to be on Twitter. Oh, you don't want to be on Instagram. It also feels like from having watched only the first two episodes of the Beckham documentary, you forget how much like vitriol he, he faced, yeah. but from the whole country, 
mm. versus Maguire, it's not vitriol. This is like you ridicule. Don't, you don't think so? It's ridicule more. Oh. It's mm. more of like There's making fun yeah. of it. He's, he's sort of a, a, a punching bag versus David Beckham was more, they were anger. They were angry at, at, at what he did or really what Glenn, Glenn Hoddle placed on him for what happened with Doesn't the Doesn't it have team. the same effect on you though on a human yeah. level? Yeah, like whether it's it, whether it's hatred or, or ridicule. I get, but I guess hatred you can always you did something that made up someone upset versus people laughing at you, which for me which would is worse to you. Which are you saying is worse? Uh, for me, I could care less if people laugh at me as well, long as people are laughing. You're I'm a doing comedian. What I'm, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Literally. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But I don't know. I, one thing I know for sure is I would feel better if David Beckham called me. I, oh, no. I was yeah. going to say that Regardless heals of what everything. I'm going yeah, through. I'm just so waiting for my call. <laughs> Buddy, dial no, the number. Nice. You know, <laughs> give me a bad shout. day, Bex. Do you know what ring, I'm going through ring, dealing ring. with Kate this week? Just ring, call me, Ring, ring. Alexis, it's diving. Oh, hello. This is Leon the Messi. You called the wrong number. You're doing a great job on morning that was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Oh boy. Okay, we're gonna go to another quick break. Nico hasn't left the studio. Why? Because he's coming straight back in. We're gonna talk about South American World Cup qualifiers. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back to Morning Footy, everybody. South American World Cup qualifying is back in full swing this week as well. It is the usual suspects at the top of the early table over there. Uh, Brazil and Argentina off to perfect starts. Colombia has got four points from their first two matches. And if Ecuador's standing seems odd, it is because they were docked three points heading into this qualifying cycle due to using false documents to register a national team player. So those are standings as they currently are. Uh, we brought Nico back in because he's going to give us a refresher, apparently, on uh, how the qualifiers have changed this year and, and the effect that that has on the tournament. Talk me through it. Yeah, I love World Cup qualifiers in South America, but because the World Cup is now so generous, World Cup qualifiers naturally become more generous as well. And in mm -hmm. such a small region, out of the 10 teams, six go direct, and the seventh gets that playoff spot, whereas before it was four plus one. Felt more competitive. Oh, yeah, it was cutthroat. It was a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And now, now it's like you're trying to see who's going to be that odd man out. There, there's one team that has never made the World Cup ever in South America, and that's Venezuela. Bolivia's made the World Cup once, but they're generally not as strong, but this could be like their moment to sneak a spot and, and, and get in. Paraguay has kind of been like that, that team that historically in the last couple of, what, the last couple of decades, 98, 2014, <coughs> they had great showings at the World Cup but they haven't been to a World Cup since 2014, so um, they've started off on the wrong foot. They fired their manager, they just hired, hired a, a new manager in Daniel Garnero, who has been in Paraguay for the last uh, couple of years now managing in domestic football, has won in, in Paraguay, so they have faith in him. He's called a couple of, of, of new guys, and they play Argentina today, so um, it's... Uh, it's going to be a, a, an interesting start to, to life for Daniel Garnero because it's like 
you, you got to pick up as many points as you can because you don't want to be that odd man out. What about the match that Paraguay have coming up on Thursday against? Argentina. Um, Heard of them before? <laughs> yeah, and Argentina is like flying full throttle in not only play but in confidence as well. Mind you, they, they just went to Bolivia and won handedly in Bolivia. And teams usually don't win with ease in the altitude of, of La Paz. Every game has its nuance, right? When Colombia, they decide to bring all the teams, let's play at four o'clock in the afternoon in the heat of Barranquilla. And everybody's like, aghast because they, they can't make it through the 90 minutes. <laughs> and even, even the Colombians who all play internationally at this point, mm. it, it, it's even tough yeah. for the same Colombians to mm. play in that heat. Um, so that's the beauty of South American football because every little moment in throughout the entire journey, every country has something specific going on there um, that that makes it even more tasty. What about the Argentina game? Lionel Messi is obviously a talking point. Yeah, was definitely. injured, unavailable for Inter Miami. Do you think? I mean, he's been called up. Do you think we see him play? So we saw him play with with Inter Miami mm -hmm. in, in in the last game, and reports out of Argentina is that he's training normally at the same level of intensity. Um, Should it be concerning for Inter-Miami that he goes off on that international yeah. break? Inter-Miami, I yeah. think now that they're out of the out playoff of picture, I don't think it but still, I matters mean, as much. It's concerning, MLS, but Miami, Apple, Tim it's Cook less. is probably worried about it. <laughs> Apple stock, <laughs> investors are talking yeah. about on CNBC right now. Um, I, I wonder what's gonna be super interesting about Messi, especially going through even the next international windows, that Inter-Miami is gonna be out of games, he's not, he's not gonna be fit. And there's reports also out of Argentina, mm -hmm. the first that we've Alone? heard of, oh. of, no, of, of Inter Miami going on tour in, in Asia, uh, in, the, really? in their post season, after their regular season's done. That's a report, one report out of Argentina by the main beat Do reporter of the national team. Do you take stock in that team. report? I don't know, but what, from what I understand is that it feels like having such a heavy asset in Messi being Inter Miami and being out of football for what? It's gonna be November, all of November, all of December, all of January. Well, don't you see him following that David February. Beckham model? AC Milan, right? Isn't that where he went on loan? When yeah, but they have CONCACAF Champions League coming up and okay, CONCACAF so hasn't, or CONCACAF Champions Cup, Cup. it's called now, right? Um, you gotta make your money back know. though. I mean, do you have to do it like do that? It. <laughs> I, I, like, I like CONCACAF Champions League. I love CCL, but now it's a different name. CCC. It's better. CCC. Triple C. C3. Um, C3. Nice. <laughs> C to the third. Um, <laughs> we don't know when that's going to start. So uh -huh. we'll see how informed Messi is in this mm -hmm. and what he's going to do. If I'm in her Miami, I don't, want, I don't want him to go on loan. No, no, of course you don't. No, you definitely don't. Uh, good to have you with us. Nice yeah. to have you back in Thanks the Thanks for the invite. You're welcome. Welcome back to the desk now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm out of here. Uh, okay, we've got a special guest coming up after the break. Joining us are from the U.S. Men's National Team Camp, Tim Weyer is going to check in with Morning Footy after the break. Don't move, anybody. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. 
BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Morning Footy, everybody. Good morning. Good to have you with us. The U.S. men's national team, they face some stiff competition in this international window. As you know, they face Germany, then they face Ghana, and uh, one of their key players in this window joins us now from Nashville. We have Juventus standout U.S. men's national team World Cup goal scorer Tim Weyer in the house. Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. We're good. How are you? What's life like in Nashville? What do you enjoy about being reunited with the U.S. men's national team and being in camp? Life is amazing. I mean, um, it's always a vibe when we're in camp. The relationship that you know we all have is is wonderful. So coming into camp is like definitely a breath of fresh air. So uh, yeah, we're all happy. Tim, do they uh, do they give you time to kind of go explore, maybe check out some some of the the honky tonk bars on uh, on Broadway? <laughs> Broadway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they give us they give us a lot of time. I mean, me and the boys, we we like to walk around campus because we're staying right here. So Vanderbilt has seen a lot of us uh, lately. <laughs> Tim, obviously you, you move over to Juventus. Uh, you know, big signing, big opportunity for you. You're kind of playing in that defensive role, getting some uh, moments at winger. Obviously for the men's national team, we see you at winger. Talk to me about the differences and which one are you starting to like more? Uh, I'm start, I'm, I definitely like, like both. Uh, I mean... Uh, at UVA, I'm, I'm learning a new position, still learning. So, uh, I mean, it's fun. I'm, I'm someone that's super open to, to new things and, and kind of expanding my game. So it's dope. But, um, you know, I, I love coming into national team and, and playing on the wing and, and showing, uh, you know, that I could still be that, that guy. Tim, let's stay in Italy a little bit. We saw when Weston went over to Italy. Right away, he was doing all the Italian hand gestures to the referee, to his teammates. What have you adapted from some of the Italian culture already in your time there? Definitely that. <laughs> Give it to us. Give us a little bit of... Hey, Yay. He deserves a yellow card, this yeah, guy. Come on. <laughs> definitely the hand gestures. Um, the language, uh, I'm speaking a little. I definitely understand a lot because I speak uh, fluent French. So, yeah, I'm picking up on a lot of stuff, which is, which is fun. It's definitely, it's definitely a cool language to learn. Uh, Tim, has your fashion game stepped up being in Italy? Can it stepped get any up, better? Get yeah. I'm, well, yeah. I'm just, I'm asking. My fashion game, my, my fashion game is still A1. It's always been <laughs> but it has it gotten better even because you have, you know, now you're in and around Europe, the best designers in the world. Like, have you, have, do you feel like you've stepped your game up a little bit? Not really. I mean, I grew up in Paris, so um, I always had that little, you know, fashion edge to me. I mean, Italy, they, they definitely like to wear suits and, and do other things, but you know, I'm from New York too. So, you know, on a good day, I'll, I'll throw on some some cargos and some Tims mm-hmm. and his T-shirt and still get jiggy. So, <laughs> there we go. I put some respect. I can see you on a subway. Um, I actually have a question. I, you spent you from New York a little bit. All right. Listen, uh, when Weston McKinney first went to Juventus, the uh, video mm-hmm. went viral of a conversation of him trying to explain to another player, I believe it was Buffon, I'm not sure what player it was, or who was that he was speaking to, or Chiellini maybe, that he puts ranch on pizza. Have you had to correct the, mis- the misperception about Americans? But you gotta explain to them, we fold our pizza, we don't put no ranch on it. Yeah, I definitely do fold my pizza. Um, uh, I don't know about a ranch though, but yeah, definitely. You know, they always make fun of the food that we have in America. They always say that we're fat and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What can I say? Don't I mean, show them a picture of me because I feel like I'll meet their expectations. Wait until they find out what a bacon, egg, and cheese is, a chopped cheese. That's the real stuff right there. There we go. You said your style is A1, right? Do you consider yourself the best dressed on the U.S. men's national team? 
Um, I mean, if you if you ask me, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I think everyone has their own unique style, and I think that's what makes it fashion. I think it's dope. It's it's a way to express yourself, and yeah, everyone's doing their thing. Some do it better, though, but <laughs> does, does some do it worse? Uh, nah, nah. Oh come on, who needs help? Cool. No, there's somebody lacking. Nah, ain't nobody lacking. I feel like everybody's you know doing what they're what a good <laughs> I have a question. I was on your Instagram this morning. You don't post a lot. How come? Nah, I mean social media. I'm I'm not really someone that's on social media. I'm really, um, I'm kind of an introvert. So I, I just kind of stay to myself, do my own thing. I do social media because I have to. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of in my own corner, just chilling, vibing out. <laughs> <laughs> on the pitch, what kind of player are you? Do you switch that up? Because we see that you're kind of low key. You, you like to vibe. But on the pitch, do you get more vocal or do you just show it in your game? Um, I'm, I'm not the most vocal player either. Um, on the pitch, I'll, I'll definitely speak because communication is important. But, um, you know, I'm not someone that's going to be, be yelling the whole game and, and doing all of that. Nah, kind of stay level-headed and, and just do my thing. Hopefully, uh, you know, when I'm on the field, I can express, uh, you know, that sort of thing in, in other ways with scoring goals, uh, getting assist, yeah. and, you know, I have to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a big international window for you guys, and I, I think everybody is looking at how, how is this going to look, Geo, back in the group. Can you just explain mm -hmm. to everybody what, the, what it's been like to have one of the best players on the national team back within the group after such a controversial year? Oh man, it's been it's been it's been dope. Um, you know, Gia is one of those guys who, for me, is, is someone that's very important on the national team. Um, his quality is amazing. Uh, just him back in training off his injury and coming back in, he he's been great. We connect well, so it's it's definitely it's definitely a great feeling having him back. And you know, he's a part of the family. He's my brother, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad everything is done, and you know, uh, you know, we can focus on on our next goal as a team and and continue building on that. I want to ask you about someone else who's come back into the national team fold and someone you were very vocal and supportive in Greg Berhalter. Having him back in, uh, where do you think, uh, how do you think that the, the team is gelling around having him back? And what do you think he does to help get the best out of you? Because it seems like it works really well. Oh man, Greg is, uh, he's an amazing coach. I mean, um, you know, the time that he wasn't here, um, BJ took over and, you know, we kept those same principles and BJ did an amazing job. And now having Greg and, and Gio back in, it's just like those two missing pieces to the puzzle are, are here. And, you know, is you can't have a, a complete family without everyone. So ha having them back in is, is great. And, you know, Greg is one of those guys who, you know, he'll tell you when you're wrong and he'll, he'll, he'll award you when you're right. And, uh, yeah, just the relationship that he has with the boys is amazing. And, you know, we're just happy to have everyone back in and, and it's back to business, of course, yeah. Tim, you guys are going to be facing uh, some pretty strong opposition in this window with Germany and Ghana. In the last window, it was Oman and Uzbekistan. So this is these are higher, higher quality, higher caliber teams, um, especially with a, a Germany team. Yeah, they've got a, a new coach, but they are still absolutely stacked with with talent. What's what's the approach heading into these these matches? The approach is always going to be the same um, to compete and to to win. I think we're at a stage where. You know, a lot of guys are hungry to prove to the world still that um, you know we can we can compete at the at the highest level with the best teams. And I think in, in this window, that's what that's what we're gonna have to do. We're just gonna have to execute the right way. Um, gonna be a tough battle, but uh, that's what football is about. And uh, I think we're ready.
Uh, something else that football is about sometimes, especially in this country, is uh, tossing around the old pigskin. We got to see a video of uh, you and some of your teammates, and you were running some tight routes out there. Talk to me about this. Was this in the past? You didn't learn this in Paris. I've been trying to tell them, boy, send me to the league. I'm telling you. A 10-day contract. I think you got it in you, bro. Yeah, I'm just, the Giants need me right now, too. Fact. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> Can you play quarterback? Because we definitely need you. No, then. I definitely can't throw. But um, DB, if you if you put me at cornerback, defensive back, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm doing that work. Mm, sure. Nice. I, I have a question because we're going to talk. We're going to do a fashion segment next. Can you see us, by the way, or we can only see you? Yeah, I can see you. You can see us? Okay, because Alexis was sharing with us. That it, by the way, it's, it's Morning Footy's six-month anniversary, right, today. So we were celebrating that. We looked back at day one, talked about the fact that Alexis was wearing the same shirt then that he's wearing today. <laughs> and he said that the stylist didn't like it. I'd like to know whether you like it. What do you think? Do you need to know the brand or yeah, anything? Nice. I think it's, I think it's definitely... Um, it's definitely a vibe. I like <laughs> what's, the vibe? what's the vibe? I'll take vibe. I'll take stop talking. <laughs> stop talking, Tim, if it gets tea. bad. You can never go wrong with a white tee. I like the jacket. I got to see the whole fit, though. I don't know. Okay. All right, stand up. Get out. Let's see stand the whole up? fit, man. Ooh. I match the shoes, Talk us through too. it, Alexis. Come on. Uh, these are the Sean Weatherspoon Adidas. Uh, I forget the, the brand. I got the double knee. Can you see me? I don't come know forward, where I should I come forward here. You got the double. Yeah. I'm not in the light anymore. Look at this. I got double knee. I'm a little gorped out, a little baggy. Okay. Got the white tan underneath. Like the, the cocky cargos. That's fire. Yeah. Come on now. He's going to the subway next, right? Come on. <laughs> this is a vibe. This is a vibe for sure. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it New York in here. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Tim, wear approval. Listen, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great international window. God bless you. Thank you for having me. You guys have a lovely show. Uh, see you guys soon. All right. If Thank any designer sends you any double XLs, just send it my way. Next segment, uh, we have got Alexis Nose. Apparently, this is the segment that uh, we I'm do. I'm sorry to correct you. It's kind of nose. Alexis kind of nose. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sounds even better. We'll be back in just a second. I got no facts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so, Alexis Guerreros, Alexis Guerreros, I should say. Yeah, properly, perfect. Sorry, is uh, known for his love of MLS, for the Premier League, the Arsenal. Uh, Morning Footy fans have come to know about his affinity for the Canadian Premier League. Is this correct? Is this true? Is this what I'm hearing? That's right. Uh, okay, so on the latest installment of a segment that I love the name of, which is Alexis Kinda Knows... Kinda. Kinda. You're going to catch us up on the Canadian Premier League playoffs. Correct? Yes. In fact, uh, shouts to all of our fans uh, who, who loved our uh, yeah. Premier, uh, Canadian Premier League coverage. Um, absolutely love it. It's, it's a cool league. It just started out a few years ago. I believe it's, this is the fifth season. Uh, they have this thing where you only get into the playoffs. I know how much you love playoffs, Kate. Uh, if you have so many minutes by youth players, you have to qualify. You have to play your youth players. So it's a, it's a bid to build. And we mentioned some of the teams. Mm -hmm. Suze, you want to hold this one up? Because yes. this one I said was my favorite kid. This 
This is the HFX uh, Wanderers. Flip the tag over. Show them the back. Oh yeah, the back's cool. Show so them the yeah, back. the badge is great. And then look, at look this. what they did. Beautiful. so. But York United, Toronto's own York United, found out, and they sent me literally a pile of kits. So why don't you hand some of these down? Look at this long sleeve kit. How beautiful is this? Well, so these are oh, that's the old, uh, old Liverpool. I could give them to whoever I want. So, Kate, okay, oh, if, you're, if you're a little nicer to me, maybe you get one. I don't Ooh. know how this works. I'm all right. <laughs> Look at this. Have you ever had a Canadian Premier League kit? I have But the reason, the reason why I'm excited for York is they qualified for the playoffs. They're in the last place, uh, fifth Place. So there's are these five all teams. York kits? These are all the different York kits oh, and wow. one other uh, HFX Wanderers kit, which I do want to thank them. They put my last name on the oh, back. This is really okay. cool. But let's talk about the playoffs. We have the we have the the bracket because this is cool. Look, in order to make a little bit of extra money, you want to host a home game, and this is really important. Check this out. Fourth versus fifth. That is going to be Pacific, uh, 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 Sousa's team versus York, mine. Mm -hmm. Boom, they go to the next. But first and second, they play, and the winner goes all the way to the semifinals, and they host that match. So the mm -hmm. loser, uh. third place, will play the winner of fourth and fifth. The winner of that gets to play the loser of the first and second place. Wow. Guys, you guys so complicate this. No, this, this is Canada. Canada. This is Canada. Oh, this Canada. Yeah, to me, Canada. To me, like, North America, like, you know, wait. Yeah, I this is Canada. You can lose that game and keep going on. No, no, no. You, you, if you lose the first and second, that's just the bid to, to, to go straight to the semifinals, to host the semifinal match. If you lose that match, you still have a chance, but you have to go through this entire bracket. I know, so strange. this is a way to get every team to potentially host a game except for the mm. fifth place team potentially. But then you have a champion. Shouts to the Canadian Premier League. I'm excited to see tonight. It will be Pacific FC versus York United in that fourth place. I don't know where my kit is. Yeah, so pick York. whichever one you want. No, these I, are. Pacific so FC sent me a kit that I wore for Footy Kit Friday yeah, feels, the other week. And I got a like lot of love. By the way, <laughs> I need a kit for Footy Kit Friday. Can anybody help me? I got yes. a pile of them. What do you uh, need? I'm not talking, talking to you. I'm talking to everybody at home. Can I Can I get some help with a kit? Yeah, someone sent her a Liverpool kit. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can help you out there. <laughs> all right, brilliant. Uh, good to be with you all today. Good yeah. to have you with us Thank today. You. It was a nice change. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 till 10 a.m. As always, Eastern. We will see you then for one morning footy. Have a good one, everybody. Good Bye. most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply